evening, everybody. Welcome back to That's Criminal. As always, don't forget, like, subscribe, and rate the TCP. Uh, you do that, and I send you a free ebook. Hit me up either DM on Instagram or email me at john at johnstampwriter.com, and I'll send you either Brothers Keeper, Shattered Circle, or Rate the Shelter Mount. Speaking of BK, more to come on that in, in a little bit. Tonight, it's going to be just me. I'm going to cap off first season of That's Criminal. I got to tell you, jumping into this the way I did, this was a ton of fun for me, uh, especially um, being so new uh, to the podcast world here. Everything kind of came together pretty quick. The name, the logo, I just kind of threw it all together and hit record. No idea what to expect, but I can say I was pleasantly surprised at how it turned out. So to start tonight, uh, I'm going to say a big thank you to all the authors, the creatives that joined me this season. Uh, we had some great discussions, uh, met some fascinating people, uh, diving deep into some important stories, some historical cases, uh, talking true crime and fiction. Especially, um, I got to thank the those first few uh, people who joined me, Frank Stanfield, um, the Central Florida crime reporter, Robin Maharaj from Grilling Dahmer, uh, Carl De Niro uh, discussing The Son of Sam. Uh, you guys especially really patient with the rookie podcast host so thank you very much and um, you guys were great I hope to talk to you again in 2023 I'm thinking I might add a little more fiction into the mix still staying with the thrillers um, but uh, more crime thrillers some more international thrillers like when I talked to uh, uh, Adair and Scott um, they're uh, they're great series had a lot of fun with them and it's kind of fun to mix it up a little um, and speaking of that, uh, if there are anybody you guys want me to talk to, if there are any of your favorite authors out there that uh, you'd like me to try and get a hold of, uh, again, DM me or drop me an email and I will reach out to them and see if I can get them on. So uh, I got a tentative roster already for 2023, but there's always room for more. Um, so let me know. If uh, there's anybody in particular you want me to talk to, and I will make that happen, or I'll do my best. I don't have all that much juice, but I'll flex what I got. Also, why don't we thank all the other hosts who've been so supportive in helping me get the TCP off the ground. Emily Webb, Jason Piccolo, Lee Clements, John Cosma, uh, Pat Faulkner, Pat O'Donnell, CJ Lopez, Scott Kafka, and Ryan Permissen. I really hope I'm not missing anybody right there, but yeah, you know, you never know. But each of those uh, those people, they help me get off the ground. Either technically, you know, give me advice on the business, uh, tips for hosting uh, this thing, what kind of equipment to use. I really appreciate all of you guys, and I I um I can't thank you enough for uh, for getting me going. And I've hinted at this a little bit uh, in some earlier episodes. And uh, just a minute ago, but um, Brothers Keeper is on its way to Audible. Chaz Mandala and I were so happy with the way spoilers turned out, we decided to collaborate and bring Alex and Charlie uh, to the spoken word. Brothers Keeper was my second novel, uh, my second novel right after Shattered Circle. Um, kind of, I guess you could call it a buddy cop story, but 
I didn't really want to just throw two guys together like a Riggs Murdaugh situation or a Murphy Nolte from 48 Hours. Um, and I'm going to stop right there and say that I did jump a couple decades. So uh, for any of those out there asking yourself who the hell Riggs and Murtaugh are or Murphy and Nolte, I'm going to first say um, that I'm deeply saddened to have to explain this. Uh, not mad, just hurt. Um, and finally, and watch more 80s movies. That's the thing. The 80s movies are where it's at. And uh, Amazon is like the last great repository of the 80s movies, I think. But anyway, Riggs and Murtaugh, Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, and Lethal Weapon. Um, the first two, uh, after the third one, yeah, give or take, but first one's definitely a classic. Uh, Murphy and Nolte play Reggie Hammond and Jack Cates in 48 Hours. If you haven't already, go watch them, uh, preferably after after this episode. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put a disclaimer out there. If you're new to 80s movies and you consider yourself one of those 2020s really sensitive types, uh, like the kind of guy or girl who actually think that words can hurt you, um, especially 48 hours, I'm just gonna say brace yourself because that movie is gonna make you laugh your ass off. But then you're going to feel really, really bad about it. Um, that will make me giggle. Neither of those movies, um, Lethal Weapon or 48 Hours or kind of any 80s movies, if you think about it, would make it past the uh, that that gross uh, censorship loving group of cowards that seem to run things today. Uh, that's why the um, I mean, honestly, that's why those movies are probably 100 times better than any garbage Hollywood's put out in more than like 10 years. Um, then yeah, I'm going to get off my soapbox now because that, that starts getting a little judgy. Um, but I will say, okay, this is the last bit of my soapbox. Um, if you're one of those people who can't handle hearing someone disagree with you, uh, first you need to read more. You need to study more. Um, you're kind of weak-minded. I don't, I don't want to be a dick, but if you can't listen to somebody else's differing opinion, you're kind of weak-minded. You need to read more. You need to travel more. Um, if you don't change, you'll never have a real conversation with anyone. And uh, if you don't uh, work on either that that kind of evolution without evolving to a point where you can respect others while defending your opinion from criticism, you're going to be a detriment to free society because um, only scared people want to censor other people. And now... Now I'm off my soapbox. That is it. That is all the preaching I do. I hate it. Ugh. Can't stand that, that soapbox. But it had to be said, I think. There's a lot of nonsense going on in the world. But anyway, let's get back to the movies. Uh, in both those movies, Lethal Weapon and 48 Hours, uh, those characters kind of thrown together by circumstance, uh, then thrown in the middle of all hell breaking loose. They don't really know each other. They're just circumstances bring them together, right? For Brothers Keeper... I wanted to keep the all hell breaking loose part very important in my work, but I wanted to make sure the characters had a bit more of a story going into it. So my two main characters in Brothers Keeper, Alex Stillwater, Charlie Bowman, they're on the outs. They're long term, long time friends, about as close as you can get. They met in the Marines, deployed together. Um, I take them through the Battle of Fallujah. Um, so they deploy together, forming that rare bond that can only be developed through real struggle. Anyway, they're thick as thieves. Um, 
they decide to come home, get out of the military, uh, become cops together. Uh, they join the PD in, of all places, you guessed it, Charleston, South Carolina. Shout out to the alma mater, Charleston City Police Department, circa 1640. They run the same beat, uh, same patrol squad, uh, before splitting after Charlie's involved in an excessive force investigation, loses his badge, and ends up serving jail time. The incident, one Alex sees as avoidable and a betrayal of the badge, ends their relationship. Alex becomes a detective, moves on with his career, writes off Charlie Bowman. It's that bad. Then a mutual friend contacts Alex. Charlie's missing. It turns out Charlie did not go dark like Alex thought he did. He went under. He took a job undercover with the feds, chasing a human trafficking ring um, that's so engrossed in low country politics and the elite that to get in, he had to destroy his career to do it. So put in, it's put all in Alex's court. What's he do? What's it, what does Alex do? Uh, does he risk everything for a man he's already written off? Does he buy the story he's being fed and go after? Go after Charlie, see what he can do. Does he bother to have his back? That's the question. And not a spoiler, since it would be pretty anticlimactic if Alex said, no, screw that guy, and then just went after his own promotion, you could probably see where this is going to go. Uh, Brothers Keeper, it's uh, it's fast. I don't you know, I don't like giving my characters or the readers much of a break in my novels. Uh, I want I want uh, you guys worn out after you get done through that last page. I like like I want you to have to take a beat and uh, and get it back together. So I try to keep the pace up. And like I always say, uh, if my characters actually knew who I was, they would probably try to have me killed. So let's let's keep that up sec. Anyway, uh, Brothers Keeper was a blast. I had uh, I've, I've had so much fun with all my books, but that one that one's actually one I've gotten feedback on where people have demanded a sequel, and I've got a couple ideas for it. I just uh, I don't want to do anything that's uh, you know like a retread. I, I kind of want to have a good original story for them, and I've got a couple ideas floating around. I just uh, the spark hasn't quite hit yet to uh, to really. I've got the plot idea. I just haven't. Uh, got the spark to really put those two characters in that situation and get them back going again. But um, Chaz, uh, he's already into it. He's uh, he's about halfway through his narration. And he's been killing it. Um, same way he did with spoilers. I don't know how that dude does it, but um, but somehow I can be listening to a book that I wrote and I kind of get lost enough that I'm like, what the hell happens next? I have to move on to the next chapter and then remind myself that uh, you're the fool who wrote it. So that that's uh chaz is uh chaz is a master that guy knows what he's doing i can't wait to see uh see how he wraps uh brother's keeper up it's uh coming soon uh probably january maybe january maybe february but um but it's it's been awesome so far i can't wait to see i can't wait to see it in the spoken word as for the tcp itself i'm gonna talk to you in 2023 holidays being what they are we've got some traveling uh we're gonna be doing gonna be taking the kids around showing them some cool stuff um gonna be finishing up uh ty benhoff too uh i got the i printed out the first draft i have to you know i'll type it up the first draft kind of word vomit for the first hundred thousand words and then i'll print it off old school wise and just pick it apart um line by line uh, and also that's where i gotta put a bunch of research into it like uh i don't want to mess the flow when i'm writing and during my during my work time so sometimes i'll 
Um, if it's something I can't move forward without, I'll stop and I'll do the research and get the job done. But if it's something I come back to, like a name or a place or, or something that's not going to kill uh, kill the beat as I'm going, I'll, uh, I'll circle it or highlight it and then come back to it. So um, outside of cleaning up, which it, what is just atrocious, like fifth grade level uh, writing that's just covered all over my laptop screen. I'm going to probably got to rearrange some chapters. I got to, uh, I got to make sure the beat is consistent throughout. And there's a couple things I got to research. And um, like I'd started with the, I mean, the research research from beginning of uh, tie two has been uh, it's something that's probably got me on a watch list um, so far. So good. Nobody's knocked on my door and I think I got a pretty decent alibi, but uh, you will definitely know if, uh, if my, uh, if my browser history ever lands up, lands in the wrong hands. Um, but anyway, going to be cleaning up first draft of Ty Benhoff 2. Still no title because I suck at writing those. Um, this one, I will say, takes place in Jakarta, Indonesia. Um, it's a couple day thrill ride for Ty and his friends. And I introduced Billy West, a, uh, a petty officer off the... Um, of the uh, an LCS uh, that's stationed in there that that does a uh, uh, visit to uh, to Jakarta. Billy West is a is a badass. She jumped off that screen. Um, Ty is going to have a hard time keeping top billing with that girl. She is uh, she's dynamic. I, I like her. I really liked writing her. So that's what I got going on. I'm hoping eh, Ty two that'll come out in in 23 i just don't know when i just gotta gotta wrap that up and i've been working on whatever comes next i don't know if i'm gonna dive back into the fantasy world uh keep going with another thai novel it seems like uh like i gotta rotate um between like the horror uh dark fantasy side and the crime thriller side kind of cleanse the palette with the and rotate between books between genres i'll see i'll see how that goes um but anyway like I said earlier, that's that's what I got going on. So after I get done, a little bit of traveling, a little bit of writing, uh, get the holidays done, make sure the kids are happy, uh, make sure Santa uh, gets here and then uh, gets back in a sleigh and takes off, does his thing. Um, January, I'll get back to it. But anyway, like I said earlier, um, coming into 2023 with the TCP, if there's anyone uh, you want to hear from, if there's somebody you think I should have on, uh, author-wise or otherwise, um, Hit me, hit me up in an email or a DM on Instagram at uh, That's Criminal Podcast, and I will see if I can get a hold of them. Other than that, I'm going to say happy holidays, everybody. Stay safe. And if you are still looking for the perfect gift for your particular book junkie, I've got seven ideas for you. You can find them at my site, johnstampwriter.com or Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever your favorite place is to go find books. Anyway, stay safe. Out.